My name is Jeannie. My name is Casey. And this is Jeannie and the Broads, a podcast where we just talk about life. We talk about our experiences, what exactly, what the fuck are we doing, and how are we going to handle life. Yeah, basically. what are we doing? I, you know, I really don't know. I mean, here we are sitting, just talking out of our fucking ass. But I... I want this podcast to be basically like a big sister, or I guess we could be brothers. Big sibling. Bigger sibling. Big brothers, big sisters. We built like men. We is. So, uh, I mean, either way, whatever you want to call us, Zers. We here. We here, and we're going to do our business. And someone's going to take it, and they're going to run with it, and they're going to be like, well, Jeannie and Casey told me to do it. Yeah, I mean, we need to put probably a disclaimer at the beginning of this, what but... It, uh, uh, viewer discretion is advised. Listener discretion advised. Be aware. Be this aware. podcast is for adults. We don't know what we're talking about, yeah. and we don't know. We don't have the guide, but we're here to give you a couple pieces of something. Of something, yeah. But, and uh, we both have very distinct views on life. Yeah, I feel like us going into this podcast... We have two, like you said, two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. We got you, who's in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. long-term. Very. You're coming in. You're giving good advice. Where me, on the other hand, I'm coming in. I don't know <laughs> shit about nothing, but, I mean, I'm a single girl in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You're in your early 20s? Yeah. I'm uh, mid. Mid. Oh, you're me too. living in a fantasy. We're I, mid-20s. <laughs> we are mid-20s, but that's fine. early no more. Oh, no, but... Still, I mean, we're in that peak of, like, life. Life. Yeah. So we're just, you know, we're going to tread the waters together, and we're going to be your saviors. Hopefully. Hopefully. But whatever. But disclaimer. Yeah. There's Don't an asterisk. Take this to the that. grain of salt, because, <laughs> you know. So, who are you, Jeannie? Who is Jeannie? Who's, you're talking about, you're going to give all this amazing advice <laughs> Who are we getting this advice from? Well, okay, so I'm a, I guess, middle-aged 20-year-old. I'm a seasoned 20-year-old. I've been... That's a good way to put it. Seasoned? Seasoned. I'm like a steak. You're like marinated. You're a marinated 20-year-old. You've had some time in your 20s, mm-hmm. not too much, just... You're a ripe twenty year old. I'm good. I'm like a. I haven't browned yet, like yeah. a banana. Yeah, you're not supposed. I have yeah. the spots though, but I haven't browned. Just a couple. But what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I throw the desk and the podcast, the whole fucking thing. This is the last episode. Um, what was I going with this? Who you are? Who am I? Who is I? Who is you? Who is me? I am. Uh, I don't know. I'm just a regular girl. Really fucking regular. Um, hmm. 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 Existential uh, questions <laughs> in the first Genie Bonds episode. I think uh, I have, I feel like I have, it's going to sound hella conceited, but I want to go ahead and start this podcast because I started this podcast, it was an idea, mm-hmm. but the majority of it was, I've experienced enough of life to where I feel like I can give that good oh, yeah. thing. Like the good. The good thing. The, the good, good thing, you good, know, good. like the good pieces of life. I feel like I can actually come from experience and talk like that. I've, I've experienced a lot. Um, like I said, I'm seasoned at life. I'm pretty okay. Um, mentally, that's a different story. Uh, I feel like uh, maybe... Yeah, here, mentally. Yeah, I'm mentally dysfunctional. Isn't actually, no, everybody, no. honestly, isn't everybody a little mentally dysfunctional? Everybody's yeah. got their issues. You know, what? It, I've always wondered, what is it like to be normal? 
like like I'm talking happy. Like you know those people, the people that you meet that are like extremely happy. Yeah. Because I want to be like that, but I, I have my days where I feel like I'm just a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you think that your concept of normal or neurotypical or like happy comes from a time in the world mm-hmm. where things were easier, things were less complicated? Look at our lives compared to our parents. Look at social media. It's it's a fact. Millennials, Gen Z mm-hmm. are growing up with more anxiety and depression because of a lot of things that are different. Do you think this is the new normal? Being just anxiety ridden? Yeah. And depressed and, and depressed. not wanting to get up and work the rest of your life every single day. Yeah. And Which I'm is sorry, scary. we're getting really deep. We are. But, but you know what? Before we get into that, I think we should totally we should we should know who the fuck is Casey. Who is Casey? Wait, we really got into Jeannie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm a secret. I'm like a, you know. The, a mystery. I'm a mystery. Host. You know what? Someone told me, and I'm not going to give names who told me this. Someone told me I was a Pandora box. Ooh. Nice on the outside to Ooh. look at, but when you open me up. All kinds of shit. I'm like a disaster. So that's what I want to describe myself as. I'm a Pandora box. And I feel like this podcast is going to take each thing out and just bring out everything. We got the good and we got the bad. And we got the ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's fine, though. Because you that's guys are going to experience about. it and you guys got first row tickets. That is exactly right. So, before we get into that whole thing of how we... I want to get back to that topic of uh, are we going to grow up with more anxiety, Gen uh, Z, yeah, millennials. I want to go ahead and introduce who you are, so go ahead and tell okay, us who well, you I'm are. Okay, I'm Casey. Mm-hmm. My name is Casey. And uh, I'm also a uh, ripened 20-year-old, seasoned, Mm -hmm. very well marinated Mm -hmm. 20-something-year-old. And just like Jeannie, I'm out here living my life. Um, I think we should also mention we're roommates. Oh, yeah. We live together. Yeah. Um, Like Jeannie said, I'm in a healthy, stable relationship that always has not always been so healthy and stable. Um, So I feel like I can definitely offer that more relationship perspective and I mean I work I don't go to school anymore but you know school's for losers school is for losers (laughs) I'm just kidding no it's not stay in school kids unless it's making you bankrupt and then it's okay to drop out and look for a job without a bachelor's degree yeah definitely. Um, more on that in another episode but that's just I don't know it's really hard to define yourself it's hard to put yourself in a box like what who are you what are you yeah what am I? What What do I have to offer? And really, I think the only thing is my perspective and my opinions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, somebody finds that valuable enough to take into account. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here not just, we're not going to tell you how to live your life. Nope. We're not going to, you know, sit here and pretend like we have all the answers. We don't. But we do have some pretty good experiences, some mm-hmm. great stories to tell, some good advice to share that's based on experience, and also a little bit of, you know, hope and forward thinking and what's to come yeah yeah. we're at a good age to be able to talk about stuff yeah i feel like we've experienced enough bullshit oh yeah a hundred percent um the bullshit is there and we've experienced it we've been through it but uh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just treading at this time (laughs) but uh back to what you were saying about the whole what were millennials having more yeah anxiety and depression and 
I mean, we're in that millennial Gen Z. We're zillennials. We're zillennials. We fit into that category because we grew up at a time where we did experience without computers, without phones. Yeah. I remember we had dial-up. We had AOL, and I used to connect it to the fucking thing. Yeah, my mom would yell at me, like, hey, your grandma's calling. Get off the Get off. And then we also experienced a time where we had cell phones, where we had this little computer in our pocket. Instant. And instant information. I mean, if you had unlimited internet. Which we didn't growing up. I didn't. I was on a data plan. I had one So, I mean, when you grow up with all this information and you grow up with, like, the world in your fingertips mm-hmm. in your pocket mm-hmm. and you see what other people are doing with their lives and you see how other people are living constant comparison constant comparison you're comparing your you know your image you're comparing your lifestyle you're comparing your mentality to other people mm-hmm. and that is going to cause i think a lot of depression and anxiety and insecurities and stuff like that i think yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, I feel like... And it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Eventually, there's going to be kids that are 13 looking at people who are... Well, I do have an interesting... There is a movement. I don't know if it's just, you know, on... Because I am very selective in my social media. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of other people aren't. I don't follow celebrities. I don't follow, you know, fitness models or anything because they do make me feel terrible about myself. Yeah. Um, but I know that... At least in the in the circles that I run through in social media, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement towards social media is fake. Here are the poses. Here are the Photoshop tricks. Here's the lighting technique. It's an and illusion. And here's the makeup. It is all illusion. And people are coming through and saying, you know, here's the real me compared to what you see on social media. Social media is fake. That's a fact. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously. 100%. It's, it's very... I think when you know people on the internet... Yeah. And then you see all the behind the scenes, you're like, wow, you really are fucked up. Yeah. And even the celebrities and even the famous people and even the fitness models with the perfect bodies, you know, from a bad angle... Yeah. Without the right lighting. And not just how you look, but how you present your life. Yeah. You know? Only the good is on social media. And some people, you know, put that out there. They put everything out there. Yeah. I have a couple friends on Facebook that I will not unfriend because but I do I'm like, love, I do love the... The drama. The Britney... I want to call it the Britney Spears movement. Yeah. Because you're going through that. And I know we shouldn't use Britney Spears because it was a, a really toxic thing. Yeah. But I feel like you're experiencing their... Yeah. You're experiencing their hardships with them where it's not a perfect picture. You're experiencing mm-hmm. that whole... I'm going through shit and people are going to see it. And yeah. I think on the internet, you try to perceive yourself as I'm perfect. Everything's perfect. I'm fine. And even with myself, like I, I perceive that like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm living great. a great life. Right. I only post the good. Yeah. I never post the bad. I never post what's horrible. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully that movement will help. Yeah. But I feel like us growing up in the prime and a lot of people growing up in the prime of social media mm-hmm. of, just Filters. showcasing the good and not just social media, but look at like the magazines that you'd walk past and they would market, you know, fat bodies as a size 10. And yeah. it was heartbreaking being a size 10 and thinking that I was fat. And yeah. now looking back, like I was so, I should have been so grateful and so happy for what I look like. Yeah. And we're really focusing on appearances and image right here. It's more than that. Yeah. It is way more than that. But. You know, hopefully this social media is fake movement can help people accept what a real, normal, regular body is Mm -hmm. and help with a lot of that. 
that's just the physical aspect. Yeah. But, you know, there is a lot that goes into it psychologically. Social media, presenting all the best of people, and just our, our lifestyle of rich and famous is the goal, and there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, the, especially the rich thing. The, the I guess the... Fame and the fortune is what everybody's chasing. Yeah. And when you don't get that, you feel like you fell short and you're a failure. Yeah. And yeah. you see people living on the internet, you know, driving nice cars, you know, taking trips, flexing all this money, what they can have. And you're sitting in your house thinking, oh, fuck, like, I don't have any of that stuff. I'm actually a failure. When in reality, you're not. You, yeah. You, you can't just, live up to that expectation. You just haven't measured up to somebody who has millions of dollars because they got Vine famous or their dad, you know, started a tech startup. And they have that nice little cushion to fall back on. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I guess, no, I don't want to go into that topic. (laughs) What was it? I was going to talk about internet celebrities, but I don't want to go into that. That's a whole episode. I don't even want to go into those motherfuckers. Um, What were we talking about? Oh, back to... uh, what what we want to do with this podcast thing. How did we get into that topic? I don't really remember. Um, do you think normal is uh, based on... Internet. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the concept of normal is changing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause, okay. Um, I think oh, the term that I'm using for this podcast, uh, Jenny or Jeannie and the Broads, mm-hmm. why do I keep calling myself Jenny. I'm not fucking That's Jenny. That's a great question. I called yesterday I called myself Jean. I was like, hi, I'm Jean. I'm Jean, <laughs> a 94-year-old man. Speaking uh, of, if we hit 100,000 subscribers, we're going to release that pre-episode. Ooh. Hi, I'm Jean. <laughs> That's what it's going to be I called. didn't catch myself when I said it. I was just like, why is she fucking laughing at I me? I was busting up laughing. But, um, Jeannie and the Broads, I, in case you guys can't tell our voices apart, I'm Jeannie. I'm, I'm essentially the host host and then i got my co-host and i don't want to knock her for being co-host because she's just as much of a part of this podcast as i am but um thanks (laughs) (laughs) but the term for broads i've always i've always liked the word broad yeah you know i always call myself a classy broad i'm one of them classy broads and so when i incorporated into this podcast i don't want that term to be viewed as a horrible term or being derogative toward women or anybody you know I want it to be a word of endearment. I want to flip the script on the word. And, you know, like, we're just two chill-ass girls. Like, and, I mean, yeah. we're a couple of fucking broads. We are. And that's a fact. That's and a fact. broad does have such a negative connotation to certain people. But I, I'm like you. I love that word. I think it's such a cool... I, it's such a funny word, broad, like... Yo, I'm a broad. Yeah. I'm a I'm a grimy... No, I don't want to call myself grimy. I'm not a grimy broad, <laughs> but I'm a classy, yeah. you know... I'm a broad. And, yeah, I guess, too, like, when you look at the word broad, it means a a variety of things, not just... People have different... Yeah, I mean, in the 20s, what was broad considered, like, a tough woman, a very tough woman. And then it switched to being, you know, just a... Floozy. Floozy, but... Kind of out there. Whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who cares? We're here to redefine that. But, um... What I, essentially what I want for this podcast is I want it to reach people and reach women and even men, you know, and the younger generations and to get to them and see like, oh, fuck, like there's actually people who are in their 20s who don't have any fucking idea what they're doing. 
Yeah, because we don't. We don't. But enough about why I came up with this name. Um, I want to go into, I guess, we talked about us. We talked about the podcast. Yeah. What else is there to talk about? Oh, we could talk about our 20s. Ooh, our 20s. Question. Okay. How How is your 20s a little better, I guess better or worse, than your late teens, early teens, I guess? Oh, man. You know, it's pretty easy uh-huh. answer to that question. And my 20s are better than my late teens, which I think is the opposite for a lot of people. Uh-huh. But I... I spent so much time in my late teens, early teens, my whole teenage years, mm-hmm. up until fairly recently, probably like four or five years ago, just being so safe yeah. with life and not taking risks and not taking chances and not getting in trouble. And um, now here I am, I feel like I'm trying to play catch up almost mm-hmm. and just really get out there and have fun and, you know, do fun things. And it's like... It's tough. Yeah. There's so much more risk behind it now. Especially being in your 20s. You can't fucking go rob a bank or rob somebody. No. And you can't in your teens early either for anybody listening. But there you can get away with it. You can. You, you can get your record clean, you know, because yeah. you're a minor. Yeah. Sealed. Like, nobody's getting in that but now, shit, depending on what you do. If you fucking run a red light. Oh, yeah. And I, your, my job is at risk. You, not just that. They have your whole fucking background. They yeah. have... Everything. A lot of shit on you. Yeah, and it's scary. Yeah. It's, but, you know, I I am grateful to be doing it in my 20s. Yeah. But at the same time, I wish I would have taken more advantage of it. Yeah. And, you know, not to compare us, but I wish I would have had an early teen life more like yours. Like, just having fun and tell tell the people about your teen oh, years. Oh, my teen years, I was a fucking tyrant. I... Was hell to my grandmother. I'm sorry, Grandma. But I was just running the streets, doing whatever the fuck I wanted. I didn't care. I mean, to my to to certain family members, I was an angel. You know, depending they, on like who depending on who asked. But <laughs> I know I put my poor grandmother through hell. Like I really mm-hmm. did not listen. I I just you know I went out all the time. I didn't have any rules. I didn't have curfews. I ran the streets all the time. I was always, you know, doing bad illegal things. And I think now that I'm in my 20s and having experienced that, I've gotten it all out of my system. And who knows, maybe like in my 40s, I'll be that person who's trying to live my life again like I was in my oh, teenage years. Oh, I hope not. But, you <laughs> know, I, I've experienced a lot of it in my teenage years to where now where I'm in my 20s and I have that structure and I have that balance to where I'm like, oh, okay, like... I'm okay feeling, like, boring, I guess, essentially. I know that sounds sounds so bad. You know, it's okay to be boring and stay home and knit. Yeah, and if that's your whole life, that's great. That's fine. It's a little more peaceful, I will say that. And, like, the whole time, you know, the grass is always greener on Mm -hmm. the other side. You wanted to be more rebellious, where I wanted... To be more... Stable. Stable. Safe. Safe. Boring. Staying at home. (laughs) Curled up. But I just think it's just... It's a matter of who you ask. And we're on both spectrums. I mean... Yeah. Good perspectives from either side. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, now that I'm in my 20s, we have... I have a routine. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds hella boring, you know. Like, oh, I have a routine, you know. Mm-hmm. Get I wake up, up and, and I drink your coffee and go to work. Work, but I have that routine now to where I'm like, oh, okay, this is normal, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't always want my life to be chaotic. Mm-hmm. Chaos it's is not fun. I yeah. mean, when you're going through it, I feel like when you go through chaos, you get in this mentality of survival. Yeah. Almost of yeah. like, how am I gonna survive today? How am I gonna make it to tonight? What Where am is, I gonna be tonight? Yeah. Am I gonna be okay tonight? What is in store? What's in store? Yeah. How am I gonna How am I gonna make it to this day alive? Yeah. Whereas now, where I don't have to live in that mentality anymore, I feel a little more structured and safe. I feel a lot more safe. Yeah. But. Safety and boring are not synonymous. I think they are. Mm-hmm. But I'll go through these phases where safe is, like, the worst thing I could be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I need to do something. <laughs> I need to spend all my money. I need to go out there and destroy my life. I'm yeah. going to cut all my hair off. I've rearranged the house furniture yeah. so many times in an effort to just change things and not be boring because it's so, like, I'm just so complacent. And then I'll go through, you know, the flip side of that where I'm just... I'm so happy to be content. I've changed my Instagram profile to private because I don't want anyone in my business. Like, I just want <laughs> nothing, you know? A secret. Yeah. I, I want to exist for a minute. Yeah. I want to be safe, and I want to just hide away from the world. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people go through that. Maybe yeah. not as often. I'll go through that, like, every three months. But, <laughs> you know, just just a very you know, different sides of things. Yeah. I think I have those moments, too, where I feel like I want to be chaotic again. Mm -hmm. And then I think about, oh, I can easily end every nice thing that I have and just (laughs) jump off the fucking bridge and just get back on that that bandwagon, you know? Like, I don't want to be like, I don't know. Do you feel like your life of chaos Mm -hmm. has has contributed to how you view safety and security? I think a little bit, yeah. I think, um... I never knew safety growing up. Mm -hmm. I was always, like I said, in that survival mode, and that's an ugly mode to be in. I think now I know I don't have to be playing that role of, you know, saving myself and... Oh, yeah. You know? I can uh, yeah. I can be okay. A lot of people don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. You know, you yeah. Know, to be in that position. But, yeah. Um, you know, every everybody has their own views of safety and stability. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's what I was trying to ask. Oh, okay, maybe like, I didn't get the question. No, no, no. You did, you answered it, but I was like, how do I want to work? Like, what do I want to ask? Yeah. You know, but I feel like maybe talk about a little about how. Like, your view of safety and security is, like, what what is safety and security to you? Safety for me is, you know, having, like, a structured household, mm-hmm. having a routine. Safety for me is, like, knowing I'm going to be okay tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to, and not, I mean, there's, there's hella other sh- aspects of, like, going out there and something can fucking kill me outside, but. A spider could kill you yeah, outside. Yeah, but, you know, in my, in my inner circle or I guess the things around me the very core yeah I'm I'm okay and that's what safety is to me is I'm okay see that's interesting because for me Mm -hmm. it's financial like safety for me is totally financial really yeah so we grew up poor very poor 
And we were always stable, you know, we always had jobs, we didn't always have money, Yeah. but we always had jobs and, you know, life went on. Mm-hmm. It was never a risk of, are we going to have, is somebody going to, like, what is the day going to hold? Mm-hmm. It was always a question of, what's for dinner? Can we eat? And, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to be able to turn the heater on tonight? Yeah. And so, you know, I think a lot of people have a very broad idea of what safety and security means Mm -hmm. but that's interesting that you know for you it's life yeah for me it's money yeah like I've never had to worry about you know where I was gonna sleep and what I was gonna do yeah that was always you know a very stable thing in my life Uh uh-huh money was not yeah so it's it's so interesting to see that side of things yeah right yeah oh yeah i mean money money for me now is a little scary because there's there's i'll go through periods of time where i'll spend all my money and then i'll have nothing and then there's moments in like my life where i'll hoard my money mm-hmm. and i get scared like i'm gonna lose everything again and i'm not gonna have anything and how the fuck am i gonna mm-hmm. get through tomorrow but i mean i just want to get to that point in my life where i'm comfortable with money too yeah and just not have to worry about yeah, I think everybody wants that. Yeah, I it's, want it's that. A, I mean, yeah, it's a normal thing. I don't. I have. I think we both have jobs where we could. We could have. We have the possibility to not worry about money. But our fucking spending habits. Yeah, we have like horrible I, spending <laughs> habits. I'll drop fifty bucks on fucking Grubhub or DoorDash. DoorDash. Like it's no, for four donuts. Four yeah. donuts, and I'll be like fifty bucks. That's not. That's not. That's that. not. That. And it's then fine. just. And then at the end of the month, I'm like, oh, fuck, why did I spend $15 on donuts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, I live outside of my means. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I pay more in car payments and insurance than I do in rent. No way. And it's like, what? yeah. I'm driving a hoopty. Yeah. That shit sounds no like a bucket. <laughs> that sounds like a bucket. Not going away. But you know what? It, it's got no radio. <laughs> I got to sit in my thoughts. But it gets me from A to B. Yeah. I'm okay with and I mean, I got to mooch off my friends. <laughs> when they yeah, want to go drive my car everywhere <laughs> when they want to go fireplaces you know we gotta yeah and i am i have two car payments and one of them i don't even drive oh that's right and my dad drives it and i still make that payment <laughs> why because i was too impatient to wait i i needed a new car and i could afford it yeah so i got it and i i i am fine yeah my account hits negative that did not sound while, fine i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> I am fine. I just live outside of my means. I sh- I should be able to live with no financial worry, mm-hmm. but I do because I live outside of my means. Because there's no budget? Yeah. I don't... Oh, my gosh. My boss one time... This is on my old job. Okay. Was sitting around, and I used to teach, kind of. I was a teacher mm-hmm. um, in that job, and... My boss was talking about, okay, well, we need these seniors, these high school seniors, to be prepared for life. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about setting up a budget. And I was in charge of the seniors. That was my role, was to get them ready for life. And he was like, you know, Casey, you need to start teaching these kids how to budget. And I was like, oh, sir. I oh, got to teach myself no. first. <laughs> and he, he was telling everybody else. It was a whole teacher meeting. There was like five other teachers there. Mm-hmm. And he said, I seriously doubt someone like Casey, because I was the youngest person there early 20s when I worked there. Yeah. Everybody else's 40s and up. Mm-hmm. And he said, I seriously doubt somebody like Casey 
would be able to survive without a budget. And I was like, well, shit. Here I am. Here I am. I look good on the outside, but inside I don't got no <laughs> perspective dying. of money. <laughs> I think I had like $7 in my bank account at that time because I wasn't making shit money there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just really funny. And I feel like a lot of people don't budget. Yeah. I need to. When you grow up with no money mm-hmm. and then you get a little bit of money, you're like, how the fuck do I budget? Yeah. And that's something that they should really teach in schools. Yeah. How to fucking budget. I don't have any concept. I don't have any idea of how the concept of money works. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's... And I don't even know what it is. It's, it's simple. I've researched budgeting. Mm-hmm. I, I know how it should work, right? You have the same costs every month. But then, I mean, I see something I want on Amazon. Yeah. Or walking through Target. And what, am I supposed to say no? Yeah. I want it. And I want it now. <laughs> I want things. I always say Casey is the hardest person to shop for for her birthday because <laughs> seriously, she's she spoils herself, I spoil myself. which is fine. You know, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's hard during her birthday and Christmas when what do you buy a girl who has everything she already wants? <laughs> like, what do you buy? Yeah, I don't, it's just. And it's not that I have like expensive taste or anything. No, it's just as soon as you want it, you're I gonna go it. out there and you're gonna buy it for yourself. Yeah, even if it puts me in the negative, like, oh, you get that shit. <laughs> I just bought a hundred dollar water bottle. I I was going to, and then my boyfriend bought it for me because I threw a fit. Yeah. But a hundred dollar water bottle, and now I'm sitting here five days later. What the fuck? Hundred dollar water bottle. Do you think about that? And you're like, why no, did I I'm, buy it? I'm excited to get it. Like it's not in yet, and I want to use it. Oh yeah. And I don't regret it, but I'm like, what the fuck? A hundred dollar water, water bottle. bottle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Ridiculous. You know, once you stop using that water bottle, though, let me know. I'll definitely. <laughs> swoop in I'll there. swoop in and take that real quick. Um, life. Just life, you know? <laughs> That's what life is. Life is just. I have a question. All right, let's see. Since hear we're it. talking about money, this isn't a money related question, but I feel like money is a big part of life. Mm-hmm. But. Let's relate that to jobs. Let's relate that to your work, okay? A lot of people listening to this podcast, hopefully, a majority of people listening to this podcast are at the age where they're going to start working or they're working or in a stable job. And we've been in our jobs. You've been in your job for how long? Five years. And I haven't held a job. I think the longest job I had was two years. No, Uh three years. Uh Uh-huh. But... Do you feel like a lot of your time, would you change anything about the way you worked, about your jobs, your job history? Um, I wish I would have, I don't know, because every job that I've, I've always stuck with one job. I mean, I've always had the same job, mm-hmm. but I've always had second, there's been moments where I've had second jobs and I always go back to my one, you know, I always go back to my main bitch. <laughs> That's the main one I it's always like stick to. I'll, 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 I'll. I'll have a nice steady job or like a second job, a side job. And then I, something will piss me off about it and I'll go back to my main and I'll just come crawling. I mean, I always keep it, but I come crawling back and I'm like, I don't want to be there anymore. Please yeah. take me back fully. You think about it and you're like, this job is so boring. My stable job is so boring and I hate it so yeah. much. Maybe I change. Maybe it's a comfort thing. I, yeah. I wish I wasn't as comfortable as I was with my job. Why? Why? Why do you think? I think... Uh, maybe I just, you know, I know I could do so much more shit. Yeah. I've always, everything that I've always wanted to do as a job, mm-hmm. I've tried it out. Retail. Fucking hated it. I fucking hated retail. Retail sucks. Retail made me miserable. I was a bitch in retail. Yeah. And I only did that for maybe six months. <laughs> 
And then I did, you know, caregiver. I thought I wanted to be a nurse. Remember that time? Yeah, that was, oh my gosh, you lost so much weight. I was losing weight like crazy, but also I was miserable at that time too. I didn't want to take care of people. I love, I love to help people. Yeah. I don't want to wipe people's butt. And and props to people who do that. I give you so much credit for it. Like they are so underpaid for it. Yeah. But it is such a hard backbreaking job and that, that was something I hated too. It's different when you have to do it. Yeah. Versus... When you, like me, get to do it on the fucking side. Yeah. No, mm. no, no, no. Because no. you got to... You did that job. You you For, can say you did it on the side. That doesn't change the fact that you did that job. You I, were working there. I want to say for, like, people who work in retail... Yeah. People that have to work that job for, like, ends meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. Like, I didn't take it as serious because I was like, oh, I got my main job back I'm at home. But... There's people that legit have to work like that, and it was not fun. Every day. And it was not fun. Sometimes longer. Like, it was... People can be draining sometimes, and I understand Mm -hmm. that. Like, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what about you? What? To ask... Well, you know, I... Like you, like, every job I wanted to do, I did it. Mm -hmm. And I tried to always keep a secure job behind me mm-hmm. you know like I would I would get another job before I quit my next job or I would keep two three four jobs at a time yeah there was a time where you were juggling like five jobs yeah I think five was the most I had at once yeah and that was and a you lot. still made time to see everybody yeah oh, I hung out with friends <laughs> I fucking see, saw my boyfriend yeah yeah and I had five jobs I had dinner with my family did you give up sleep no, I don't know. I, I just didn't have time for myself. Oh. And now I'm at the point, so this is a good segue into that, the answer to that question, that like I feel like I haven't taken care of myself in so long. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird because it almost feels exhausting to take care of myself. You've never had to deal with yourself? Yeah. People usually... like. You know how people usually find, when they don't like, I'm not saying you don't like yourself, but I'm saying when people don't like themselves, mm-hmm. they usually find another relationship or they find like a, a drug or a substance to get rid of that. Yeah. Whereas you found jobs. Yeah. And that was maybe your... Yeah, that was, that's like, that's kind of what my therapist told me. He was like, you just don't like feeling things. Yeah. And so you're hard. I mean, you're a very hard worker. I'll give you that. You're probably one of the hardest working people I know. Thank you. But you... Shout out to my dad. <laughs> but you... Seriously, like, you just, you know. I've got so many issues, and now that I have time, maybe that's why I'm so, I don't know. I feel like I was a better person when I didn't have to think about myself. Yeah. That's tough. You but that you, time. on the other side of the coin, so I'm just dipping my toes into this whole self-care thing, going to therapy for the very first time. Yeah. And, like, just barely getting into processing feelings and emotions in my past and my future and my present mm-hmm. and taking care of myself. Whereas you've been doing this for about a year. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell us about your self-care experience? Oh, it's been, it's definitely been a journey from the very beginning. It's mm-hmm. never been easy. Mm-hmm. Never, it's not, an, I think with anybody who goes through learning about themselves, it's never an easy thing. You have to face your demons and face what is, why do I act like this and why do I treat myself like this and why do I treat the people that I care about close to me like this? Which is such a weird thing because you should know yourself. And yeah, when you, when oh, you have to actually know. sit there and think about well, what am I? Who am I? You know, it's scary. Time back to the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. But I think being on this journey, it's really opened my eyes to like, because like you, there's been so many times in my life where I would use substances or people to block out that 
area of I didn't want to think about myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, like, a lot of young people do that. They use substances. They... Especially now. rely Yeah, they rely on relationships. And even sometimes friendships, too. Like, they can get toxic. And yeah. you rely so much on something. Like, like, somebody or something to where when you actually have to sit with yourself and figure out what it exactly is who you are, you don't know anything about yourself. Yeah, and that's a scary thing. And... You have to really figure yourself out before you can figure out somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, that goes into a lot of codependency, right? Mm-hmm. When you feel like you know somebody else better than yourself or it's easier to deal with somebody else's problems than your own, yeah, that's when it becomes, like, a problem. And yeah. not all codependent relationships are problems, you know? Yeah. But if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of somebody else. Yeah. And... You know, going back to kind of, you know, using things to distract yourself, you know, drugs, alcohol, jobs, jobs, apps. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, kids today are finding it easier and easier to be distracted as opposed to... Social media. Taking care of yourself. Yeah, social media is a huge one. There's days where I'll come home and from... Or not come home, but get off of work and I'm like, oh, let me sit on TikTok for at least an hour. Yeah, no. Two hours. Three. I have to force myself sometimes to get out and take a fucking walk and feel the grass because I literally don't know what time it is where I'm at. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, it's so nice outside. I haven't been outside <laughs> I'm going to sit inside and look at it from out, from my window. Yeah, I'm going to go on nature TikTok and watch the world from my screen. <laughs> I'm going to Nat Geo yeah. from my TV. Yeah, but it is an addiction. Like A serious addiction. Anything can become an addiction if it is you know gratifying enough. Yeah. If you get enough fulfillment from it, it can be addicting. And sometimes that's a good thing, right? I wish I was addicted to working out. I wish I was addicted to self-care. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm addicted to other things, bad things, and it's not <laughs> fun. And, you know, you, a balanced life can't be about one thing. It can't be about TikTok, and it can't be about your jobs. It's got to be about you, mm-hmm. the people around you, your family, your friends, mm-hmm. your job. But it can't be all about one thing. Yeah, I know. Because then you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. You could literally make yourself sick. I'm burnt out. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of young people our age are burnt out. Yeah. Definitely, because you get into this routine and you've some. Be- I mean, some people like like myself. I don't know routine, so this is new to me. But there's some people who have been having routines for so long, and so where they're mm-hmm. just so tired and burnt out, and they don't know anything, where they don't want to connect with themselves like that, and yeah. so they're just like, let me find something that I can autopilot on. Yeah, and not have to think or something to make my life more interesting, right? Like, yeah. like that's how I'm a good work drunk. I'm going to go to work high. I'm going to go to, you know, my family's house and make it more interesting because it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And that's a, if it's gratifying, then it can be it can be something dangerous. Yeah, very. I, I don't know. What, I'm not an addiction specialist. I don't know really what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's life is very treacherous you have to balance things you have to really i think if you had to give one piece of advice on life what would it be and i mean you don't have it doesn't have to be life-saving mm-hmm. uh i don't want anybody listening to this to you take it with a grain of salt but yeah this advice is you know based on us yeah but if you had to give one piece of advice what do you think it would be um probably you know you have your whole life to work you can work for the rest of your life and this is because, you know, I worked so much. Yeah. I am only in my mid-20s. I'm just going to say I'm almost 25. Yeah. And 
I worked so much, 80 hours a week for a very long time, you know, mm-hmm. just, you have your whole life to work. I wish I would have taken time off to go with friends and called out from work to take adventures and time to myself and just spend time with people I love. Um, not just because work will always be there, because it will. Yeah. But because maybe those friends and the family won't be. That's true, yeah. Life is short. You never know. Yeah. What's here today might be gone tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, and we've, we have friends that we don't talk to anymore. We have family members who have passed away yeah. or have, you know, moved out of the area or gone somewhere. We can't access them as easy as we used to. And we take all that for granted. Yeah. And again, just from my perspective, working so much, don't work so much. Don't work yourself to death. Take mm-hmm. time for yourself. That's good. That's, that's, that's a good piece of yeah. advice. What about you? What's yours? Um, I think definitely it would be... I think two things. Uh, one thing. Uh, I'll say you can make it two. It's your podcast. You can do what you want. Uh, you're right. I can do whatever the hell I want. I think I, I'm only going to give one. I think my piece of advice would probably be very selfish in these times. In your, I mean, late teens, early 20s, even your mid-20s. I think you should be selfish. I think you should figure out who you are, what you like, what you want to do. I think, you know, if you feel like school's not for you. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's something we need to talk about. That's something, I mean, that's within itself, but, like, school, if you feel like school's not for you, there's other routes. You can always take another route. Don't be pressured. Don't be pressured to get into, fall into debt because your family wants you to go to school. And education is not that important. It's, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, like, it's not always... And and that's not to say it's not important. Yeah. It's just not that important. If you don't want to do that, if you want to go to trade school, if you want to get a job with no degree... And end up, you know, a hundred thousand dollars without debt. You know, that's then fine. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. And I think two is really figuring yourself out. That's my one piece of advice: is just be fucking selfish. If if people are not treating you right, if life's not treating you right, if your job's not treating you right, you can get rid of it quickly. Like you don't have to sit there and think like, man, like this is gonna be forever. Because it's not. You're gonna sit back you know, five, ten years from now and look back at this time and be like, I'm really grateful I really was selfish. Or I should have been more selfish. Yeah, that too. Definitely. So it's better It's better to experience things than to regret things. Yeah, because then you sit like us. Yeah. Regretting. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I, I have had some good experiences. Yeah. But for anybody who's out there, you know, I took my first job the day I, after I graduated high school. You know, I went to orientation. Mm-hmm the day I graduated high school and began working. Yeah. And so I, no breaks. No breaks. I there has never I think there was like a three month period where I had a part time job. Yeah. And that was it. I've never not worked. I've never not gone to school. You know, I was always working. I was mm-hmm. always working. And yeah, here I am and you know, I do I don't regret it hundred percent, but I wish I would have done things differently. So if you are at that stage, take our advice. Be selfish. And don't work. Work will always be there. You have the rest of your life to work. Yeah. 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 That was good. Do you mind if I Casey's Corner it up? Yeah, go ahead. So I've got a little segment where uh, it's called Casey's Corner. Yeah. Segment. Yeah. uh, Where I'm going to throw a little fun piece of advice or tidbit or story out there. And I was thinking about this today and I just want to tell somebody because I was thinking about it and I find it so funny. I was driving past this church and I was driving past it. It's Friday afternoon when I drove past it and it was packed. The parking lot was huge, yeah. first of all. And second of all, there were people parked on the curb. So the whole parking lot was full, 
and cars all over the curb on Friday. I was like, what's everybody doing at a church on Friday? And then I realized, you know, I'm Catholic. Not everybody goes to church on Sunday Why mornings. Why are they there? Yeah, what, are they, what business do they have being at a church <laughs> on a Friday You should have gone up and asked them, what the hell are you guys doing here? What the here? hell are you guys doing here? What the hell's going on here? What's going on nobody told me about? <laughs> yeah, I know. But I was thinking about this, being at church. My dad hates crowds. He hates traffic. Mm-hmm. So we would always go to church take communion, and then stand at the back, wait for the priest to end Mass. For those of you who aren't Catholic, the priest will end Mass, and then you're not supposed to leave until the priest walks past you. Oh, okay. So in the aisle, as soon as the priest walks past you, you can leave. Uh My dad would stand at the back, and as soon as the priest ended Mass, before they even started the procession, we would duck out and miss the crowds. Yeah. Which is perfectly reasonable until... The priest called us out. No way. Yes. In front of everybody. In a very very passive-aggressive way. He said, God will send you to fucking hell if you keep running in front of me. (laughs) If you keep cutting me in line, bitch, they got a special place for you in hell. You know, that actually would have been better than this. So, for those of you, again, who are not Catholic, there is a a segment, I don't know what it's called, but it's where they, you know, say a prayer, and then it's, uh, Lord, let us pray. You know, like, the priest will say... And we pray for all the firefighters, you know, oh. battling the wildfires. Yeah. And then the whole church will say, let us pray together. Uh-huh. Okay. And one of those, the very last segment in that little piece of mass was, and we pray for those who repeatedly leave church directly after communion. And we were already standing in the back. You guys were in the doorway, door open, <laughs> looking back like. Yes. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, please don't embarrass us like that. We can't. He called us. Out with only people right there. Everybody turned and looked. That's so embarrassing. We never la- left mass early. Anyway, so yeah, the priest was super upset. And, oh, he wasn't super upset. He was just like, super passive-aggressive about it, I feel like. Hey, he got the point, though. He want, I feel like he wanted our souls to be saved so bad. That he made everybody pray for us. That he made everybody pray for us, yeah. And we never left mass early <laughs> again. Anyway, that's Casey's Corner for today. Oh, that was such a nice. Jeannie, back to you. And I am Janie, but um, I guess that's the end of our podcast today. It was very nice having you guys on. Uh, Well, not you guys, but I guess tuning in, yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. In the meantime, focus on yourself, bitch. Learn who you are, and come back next week. Oh, goodbye.